Hello and welcome to Unlicensed Entertainment. I am your host, Carl Entner. With me today via Zoom is my former co-host, my previous podcast, Unlicensed Entertainment, Sir Chase Hooper. Our unlicensed what favorite viewers. I screwed up the whole introduction. I said you're on this my previous podcast, but it's this podcast. Uh, I, I, I was. I was going to correct your dumbass, and I thought, ah, I'll just let it go. Well, I can't let things go. When I hear myself be a dumbass, I have to correct myself. It's rare. I'm almost always coming across <laughs> as a genius. But every once in a while, I say the wrong uh, thing. You're too dumb to realize that I'm coming across as a genius. So, <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for doing this, Chase. Uh, we've had you on, I think, once, maybe twice since we started this whole thing. I know we recorded one that did not go on air, so let's uh, get this one out there, and hopefully it's a good episode. Am I alone? I will pray for you. Okay. Sorry, this whole thing recording through Zoom is so hard. Are you alone? Because you didn't say anything. You disappeared, so there's like five seconds of nothing, so I thought I lost you. (laughs) Well, that's the best part of the podcast. That's the great thing about doing Zoom, is that you you never know what's going on with the other person on the line. You'd be doing this whole long monologue for the podcast and then realize that the other person wasn't even listening because they had just disappeared. Or they're just busy masturbating, Coral. I mean, my voice brings people to do that. I get lots of, uh, uh, from my fans, lots of emails and messages, stuff like along those lines like, hey, I flipped the bean constantly to your podcast. And I'm like, thank you very much. It's, it's, it's the California Hebrew t- to your voice that oh, just yeah. turns me on. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so let's get into uh, some... Uh, actually, you know what? Before we get into anything too much, uh, if you guys like this podcast, please share it with other people because right now I think I have the biggest listenership we've had is 17 people, which is not a lot of people. So please share the podcast, Unlicensed Entertainment, with your family, your friends, neighbors, people in nursing homes that can't get away from you. Just share it. I'd appreciate it a lot. Uh, Chase, do you have anything you want to plug before we get going? Uh, quickly, listen to the Absurd Podcast and uh, uh, go to Amazon and buy my books. That's it. If you like this podcast and you agree with the things that I say, you will love to rage listen to Chase's podcast as you call him a dumbass every five seconds <laughs> for his opinions, or he's calling people like me a dumbass. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I think people should be able to to uh, listen to viewpoints different than their own, though. I like listening to you to see how other how. Uh, you're, I don't say you're you're not quite conservative, but you're definitely more right leaning than I am, and I think you take a lot of their their viewpoints. And uh, it's good to hear what the other side thinks about things, and to uh, inform yourself about their side and, and see what you can take from it and what you disagree with and what you agree with. And if you hear their arguments, you can better argue with their arguments if you know what they're going to say. Well, here's the thing, Carl, is uh, at the end of the day, politically, I don't like to be told what to do. So that's my political leaning. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Which tends to lean more, like I said, towards the right. This podcast doesn't tend to get into politics that much but i definitely uh i talk about you know, and you don't disagree with me on all these things either but like i talk about lgbtq things on this podcast because it comes up in the entertainment industry a lot and that's considered very left my like, points qia you, you missed like seven letters in that 
I I am I am very pro them, but it's also very hard to keep up on everything about it, especially because it doesn't affect me directly. So I'm not constantly researching it. You don't sound pro them if you can't even remember the 37 letters in her acronym. God damn it! I try. I'm always trying to better myself. I'm not entrenched in my beliefs in that thing. <laughs> I know it's hard for you, Chase. Fair enough. Okay, uh, so let's get into uh, entertainment news. A lot has happened. Um, <laughs> oh, it's always hard. Since the last, since the last time we, uh, I've done this podcast. And uh, since last week, or last episode, I tried to do a positive news only episode. I got backed up because I don't like looking at positive news. And that was <laughs> not me. All right, but if you want to hear a positive episode, listen to the last episode. Uh, first thing I thought I'd talk about, because this goes with you a little bit, is because uh, you're a father. Uh, I'm sure you had this problem when you got when you were trying to get pregnant, that when your wife would have to take the pregnancy test, she would be really bored, right? And that was like her biggest complaint. It's like, why do this if I have to take this boring pregnancy test? Am I right? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't worry. I mean, of all, of all the things that have been boring in life, <laughs> okay. Don't so, worry. I'm sure the pregnancy tests are very boring. Someone has found a solution to that problem. A gamer has designed a pregnancy test that you can now, well, okay. You can't now completely do this. He tricked it out a little bit. He's working on a pregnancy test that you can play the 1993 game Doom on. Okay. He he hasn't gotten I mean, he hasn't gotten working yet. He right now he basically uh he can play the, a video of someone playing Doom, but he can't play it yet. But he's working on it, and pretty soon, bored women trying to get pregnant everywhere will finally be entertained while they're peeing on that stick. I mean, I don't want to sound like a sexist, but I just don't feel like that game is generally targeted or favored by uh, females in 2020. Uh, wow, you are, yeah, you are sexist and you're ignorant and all win. I bet if you talk to Hillary about this, if you talk to your wife about this, she would be all about, thank you, finally, I was so bored and now my problems are over. Well, you know, the funny thing is because we've been trying to get pregnant again, it's uh, last time she took a test, she was sitting there pissing on the stick and complaining the whole time about how she couldn't play Doom. Yeah, I'm sure. It's a common thing. I think I've even seen plenty of movie scenes about it, you know, in pregnancy comedies, about them complaining about that. There's usually yeah, comedic scenes. So, yeah, solved. My, my favorite genre of movie, by the way, pregnancy comedy. I mean, there are, uh, th that sounds stupid, but there are ro usually romantic comedies about pregnancy. It yeah. is a thing. I know. All I right. know, it's a subgenre. Uh, this also, this, this next story is not better, very entertainment news, but I don't care because I thought it was stupid as fuck. So if you, everyone who, I, I guess you don't have to just live in Southern California. If you live in the world and you've seen what's going on in California, California's on fucking fire right now. And the reason it's on fire is because it's a gender reveal party gone wrong. Oh, is that, it, 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 is that what, is that what all the apps, was on my cars this morning. Yeah, it, it, you're the ash in your car was uh, California on fire and because of a gender reveal party <laughs> gone wrong. Uh, they have um, well, uh, you know, in 
in Cali, you have to outdo all of your friends. So yeah. it's only pertinent that you set the world on fire. Hold on. I'm going to pause this for a second uh, really quick. Okay, here we go. And we're back. So we were talking about gender reveal parties, uh, basically destroying Southern California. It's on fire. The thing that I thought was funny is that the woman who popularized it has, said, has come out against gender reveal parties. Her, her original thing was she just um, cut into a cake and it was blue and that's it. She had a boy. That's no big deal. But lately everyone's been getting, t trying to outdo each other and go bigger and bigger and bigger and more explosive. And there have been so many that have gone wrong. This is the second wildfires that have been set off by gender reveal parties. And she said, just stop doing it. Nobody cares about your child's penis except for you. I love that. I like that. I like that she she's not into it now that other people are outdoing her. But because she was the one who popularized it, then it was like, you know, I've done something really cool, guys. I'm planning on actually setting off a nuclear weapon for the next time. Well, see, that's funny because I was going to bring it to my point, which I thought that it must be like the guy who first created the nu first nuclear weapon. He's probably like looking back on it now. It's like, what have I brought into this world? I feel like that's what she feels like. She created the nuclear bomb of gender reveal parties. Well, maybe that is an interesting way to look at it. She is like the the Oppenheimer of of baby genitalia. Exactly. It it must be so horrible for her to see what she's brought into this world. I'm not talking about just her kid. I'm talking about gender reveal parties. All right. Uh, children. Oh, I thought you had her children. <laughs> I, have, I, don't, I don't know much about her children. I know she has a boy that's 14 years old. That's about all I could find. I'm sure it's a terrible kid because she was the first look at me, mom, with that thing. But uh, <laughs> I don't. they don't give much about her kid, details about her kid on there. Statistically, they're probably worthless. I mean, to be fair, statistically, most people's kids are worthless. I, I'm sure yours are, yours won't be, but like everybody else's, pure shit. Yeah, that's why I'm pretty confident with my statement. All right, uh, next story. Uh, are you a big Rocky Four fan? I mean, I'm a big Rocky fan in general, and Rocky Four's a part of that. So yes. Okay. I, I, I hate that movie. That's my least favorite in the Rocky series. But the, they are going to uh, to release a new director's cut of Rocky IV. But here's something that might upset you. They are going to delete one of the most famous things from that movie. Do you, know, do you want to take a guess at what they're going to get rid of? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I have no clue. What could you get rid of? How about no? They're all the montages from what I know of will be there. They might. They are going to be getting rid of Rocky's robot butler. <laughs> Why? That's the best part. That's it's the, so stupid. It's my favorite part. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, but no more. Now they're gonna go for a more gritty, more realistic Rocky without the butler. That's so. That's so strange that you're going to re release a director's 
uh, and by doing that, you're going to delete things from the original cut. I, that's weird. I think he's probably embarrassed by it. I mean, that's a, the thing that the reason why it's so memorable is because it's so stupid that it's in there. And I think back in the 80s, everyone's like, oh, this is so cool. It's part of the future of Robot Butler. But it's really fucking stupid. Yeah, but of all the things Stallone has done his career in his career, you know, <laughs> why would there be any embarrassment about the Robot Butler in Rocky IV? I mean, I'd be embarrassed about it. I think it's it's stupid. Because it, Rocky's supposed to be, at least it started off, very grounded. And then as it went on, it got more and more ridiculous. And by four, the worst movie in the series, yeah. they, they, they were off the chain. It was just three montages, a fight, and a robot butler. Now, if they gave the robot some, like, character development, more than one scene, I think they should I'm keep it. I'm just saying, the dude made over the t- top, so... Yeah, that's that's. A, <laughs> they should do that. They should give him character development. Give, but uh, give him a, a relationship. I think they should put the the robot butler in more of his movies. He should be an over the top. <laughs> I like it. I mean, uh, it's just he he doesn't have a good track record. You're one hundred percent right. Most of uh, Sylvester Stallone, he had one really good series, which is Rocky. And even in that series, there's some pretty stupid ones. And then he had Rambo, which was pretty popular for some reason. I'm not really big on it. And everything else is pretty much shit. Hold on. I'm going to pause again because we're this is still not I working. Mean, I hit fun movie. It's perfect. Yeah. Well, now we're recording again. So let's see how it goes. Hey, people, we are back. This has been a super hectic podcast uh, trying to record. Chase and I have extraordinarily bad luck recording with each other. And hopefully the rest of the podcast will go okay. So I think we talked enough about Rocky. It's because I'm recording. I'm recording from so far away, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're the furthest person. I mean, I had someone record from Texas, but you are so a couple minutes away from a car, you know, like five minutes in my car. So, obviously, there's a problem. If that. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on from Rocky, because I don't know where we were when we had to stop, because it was re- doing so bad. I rebooted my internet. We'll see how that goes. Um, so, next story. Uh, here's something I found on last week's episode that I couldn't do, because it's considered bad news. So, I've been kind of against... I'm not sure what your opinion on this is, but I've been kind of against movie theaters opening right now, because I feel like... You can't socially distance, and I think the virus is still a big deal, even if a lot of people don't. But there has been in Singapore, they have opened up the theaters and they have started, uh, you know, showing movies, including the movie Tenet. While there, while sh- uh, f- filming, while a movie was going on, part of the ventilation system fell into the theater and and smacked down onto a group of people. Well, it sounds like the ventilation system was more dangerous than coronavirus. Or it's just karma. Maybe it's the, if they hadn't been there, they wouldn't have gotten hit by the ventilation system. <laughs> no one was uh, no one was killed, but there were injuries. So you know, a stern warning from karma. Well, uh, don't go to a movie theater in Singapore. I think is a lesson here. 
I mean, that, that's definitely a bigger lesson than, than the coronavirus thing, most definitely. Um, next story. Uh, again, this is some negative news I've been holding on to for a little while. I've never seen this show. Are you a fan of uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender? Uh, yes and no, because I have liked what I've watched, but I, I haven't watched a lot. Okay, I haven't seen a second of it because I used to be completely against anime, but I'm kind of opening myself up to trying it. So I definitely intend to give it a try. But one thing I am very much aware of is that when they made the movie of it, they fucked up. And that everybody hates that movie. It's considered one of the worst movies ever made. And one, yeah. one of the big things that the problem is because it was a big departure from the, the TV show. They didn't follow it. But everyone was really excited. They're going to make a live action Netflix show. And they had the creators of the TV series on board to help them guide them on their path. Well, that fell apart. Uh, Netflix and them had creative differences. And now they are no longer making the show together. Netflix is going their own way and fuck the creators. I'm just like, go with what the creators say. Because obviously they know what the fuck they're doing. It's been proved once. You can't do without them. How do you have creative differences with the people who created the show? I have no idea. It's so fucking stupid. I used to think Netflix were, were geniuses, but lately it seems like they're not willing to give any, like back when it started off, when they started making their own, uh, own pro- products, you know, they, uh, they were the guys like your shows are safe. They don't give them time to grow. They're experimental. Uh, they're the guys that are saving other shows that get canceled too early. And now they're the guys that give a show like half a chance and then it's gone. And then they, they're not doing great creative choices with the fucking, uh, like this should be a no brainer. Just go with the the Nickelodeon guys. It's hard to get attached to anything Netflix now because you're just worried it's going to go away. Everything gets canceled or does they do some stupid decision with it? Well, big money is involved now. Big Money's always been involved. Netflix has made so much money. I don't. I think the problem is they spend like so much money on TV shows because they're they make way too many shows because they're trying to catch every single person. Because half the time I see a show that got canceled on Netflix, I'm like I I'm on Netflix every day and I've never heard of that show. So like there's it's too much for everybody to even know what the fuck's going on on. Why? Well, I, I trip out when I. Scrolling through there, and I see there's like 37 Asian, uh, like uh, soap opera looking shows in a row. Like, how does Netflix have the budget in the audience for this many foreign up? Oh my god, Netflix! Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess they must have an audience for that. That must be a popular genre, is the only thing I can think of. I'm sure it is. But, uh, I mean, not in my house. It's, it's not popular. They, they need some algorithm that, uh, that sort of uh, caters a little bit more to the person. Yeah, it is weird that it pops up in your feed. The same thing, like I, I said, I don't know half the shows that get canceled. But, yeah, I see those Asian soap operas. I can assure you I've never watched a second of any of them. Well, maybe you should. Maybe I should be more open-minded. You're 100% right. Speaking of Netflix canceling shit, mm-hmm. 
They have canceled a show that I greatly enjoyed. Uh, they only had one season. Now they're blaming it on coronavirus, but I'm not sure how that affects. They could have just waited. Uh, they canceled. I I am not okay with this. The TV series, the one with the people from the 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 movie It. They had a TV show where she had the girl who played Beth had superpowers and was dealing with it. She was not okay with this. It was charming and funny and greatly enjoyable. Gone because of coronavirus for some reason. Yeah. I was liking that show too. It was popular. They had already renewed it. So it did good enough that they decided they were to renew it, but not good enough that they're not going to wait longer. I'm not sure. I They said they canceled because coronavirus. I am confused as how waiting, not doing anything is going to hurt them bringing the show back. Because one of them probably had a growth spurt. And now they look completely different or some shit. I think I would think the bigger worry would be for Stranger Things with that because they're a little bit younger. Like, she was basically in a she was basically an adult. She didn't have much more growing to do. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she got a dick implanted. I don't know, Carl. Okay, I'm just thank you for spitballing. Your first answer was stupid. Maybe that's it. Maybe coronavirus. She needed to find other work just to pay the bills. And yeah, she got dick implanted because that was the only opportunity that she had to make money during coronavirus. You're right. That's a good one. Thank you. I'll do what you got to do. Uh, so here's another story. Uh, now, I'm pretty sure you're the same as me. Uh, you don't watch CW. That's not really your channel of choice. No. I am. I pretty much don't watch any. I have one show that I watch, but that's about it. And it's because it's originally is a, is a, a comedian that I liked. Got her show on there. That's originally supposed to be on Showtime, but then somehow got over to there and I enjoy it. But they have another show coming up that I might watch, even though I everything about it sounds terrible. They're going to be doing a live action, angsty version, sort of like what they're doing with that stupid Riverdale thing, of Powerpuff Girls. That sounds stupid, but I'm a big fan of the creator of the show. It's being created by Diablo Cody, who has a great track record for me. So I might have to check that out. Well, Diablo's a cool name, so... Do you not know who that is? There's that. Do you not know who that is? Uh, vaguely, but I don't... I don't care either. She's, it doesn't make me. It doesn't make me want to watch Powderpuff Girls, the fucking live action CW yeah, show. Yeah, but if if the creator is someone who who you trust has a great track record, she's the one who made Juno, Tully, uh, uh, Young Adult, which are all fantastic. She made United States of Tara, which is an underrated show. She did make Jennifer's Body, which is a piece of shit. But other than that, she's got a great track record. So I kind of want to give her a chance. You wouldn't if someone you respected made a TV show that sounds stupid. You wouldn't give it out, give it a try just because they have a good she track record. She wrote Ricky and the Flash. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that one. So she has two bad things, but then she everything else is pretty damn good. Oh, uh, well, all right, all right. I guess I'm alone on this. I thought you'd be more open-minded. You're you're close-minded and stupid. It's okay. This is one of the times I'm talking about yep. when you're stupid, and you just don't know it. Um. <laughs> So, uh, Marvel, uh, so, sorry, I'm stumbling because I can't remember where this is coming on. I think it's going on Amazon. 
Amazon working with Sony is starting to work. You know, like Marvel had their their Daredevil show and uh, Luke Cage and stuff like that. That was their exclusive Marvel property. They had TV shows on that all got canceled. Well, now Amazon Prime's gonna try. Amazon Prime's gonna try to get into that with their Spider Verse because they are gonna work with Sony and do uh, Spider-Man related properties as a TV show. And they are now announcing they are going to do the the character Silk and give her her own show. And I'm going to take a wild guess and say you have no idea who the fuck Silk is. Tell you that it's a stupid, stupid name. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind the name. She's a she's loosely related Silk? to Silk. She was bit, Silk. She was bit by the same spider that bit, bit Peter Parker, but did, uh, they didn't know about each other until years later because she was locked up in a in a in a hangar somewhere hiding out from the rest of the world until she was until just recently and now she's fighting crime it's much more complicated than that which is why i'm confused at how they're going to make a tv series because her backstory is so complicated that and it ties so much into spider-man i don't know how you do a tv series about her without spider-man silk sounds like a fucking like like Lifetime drama about a fashion designer that gets murdered. I don't know. I I think most names sound stupid at first, but then you get used to them. I've read every issue, every uh, Marvel comic with uh, of her series, so I'm used to the name. I don't really think about it. It's a, it's a good name to me, and she's a cool character. I'm just confused at how that's going to work as its own TV series, especially like Spider-Man stuff is so high but high budget, like the swinging and stuff like that. And she has the same powers as Spider-Man. Like, how do you do that on a TV show budget? Yeah. Well, I, I wish you luck with that, Carl. I wish you luck with your Silk show. I'm, I'm going to watch the hell out of it. She's a great character. Okay, next story. I think... Well, report, report back to me. I, I'll, I'm sure everyone will be talking about it when it comes out because it's a superhero TV show. And those are those are all the rage right now. Everyone, if it's superhero, it's big. Okay, so I think I think you know this character because I think you had to see the movie for our last movie review podcast. Um, do you know Jack Reacher, the the Tom Cruise movies? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, terrible. Yeah, they're they're so stupid they're enjoyable to me, but I'll give you that they're terrible because they are fucking stupid as hell. So the author of those books, Lee Child. I said many times that the reason those movies failed is not the writing, but because they cast somebody too small to play the character. Tom Cruise ruined his movies because he was too short, too small to play the character. Well, Amazon Prime again comes into the comes to save the day. They're going to make a Jack Reacher TV series, and they have cast someone from a show I'm sure you don't watch, Titans, the guy who plays Hawk in that show for anyone who does watch it, to play Jack Reacher in the TV series. And this is actually really good casting. If they're going for a big guy, it's like a it looks like a Chris Hemsworth uh, uh, stunt double. Uh, so he's big athletic type. If he can't play the, the role the way that the people want him to, uh, then Jack Reacher just doesn't, just doesn't work. But he's a really good actor, uh, really enjoyable, can play a tough guy, and I think I'm excited for it, even though those two movies were so fucking stupid. Yeah, it's hard to be excited when when it was such a letdown, you know, in in the movie form. It's also I've read one of the books; and it was a letdown in the book form too. But it's like 
You see that there's, I see that oh. there's potential in there that I just, they just haven't reached. And I read the first book, so there's like 20 more after that, so maybe it gets better as it goes. All right. I'm going to do one more, and then we're going to move past this because this is so hard. There's such a delay. There's like a five seconds delay between us, so it's so hard to do this part of the show. So just one more story. Uh, X-Files. All right. Is, X, that's five seconds later. X-Files is coming back. <laughs> With a, in a new format. So, like, X-Files ended, like, three years ago, I think. Again, for, like, the third time it ended. Well, they had decided to bring it on back. This time, it's animated. They're, Fox is going to be doing a half-hour animated comedy version of the X-Files. It's basically going to be a, another group of people are doing the X-Files that are too stupid for Mulder and Scully to do. So, they're going to do it themselves. This kind of seems a lot like if you uh, look on CBS All Access for the Star Trek's Lower Decks cartoon, where they have like the people on the ship that you don't really care about and see what they're doing during the big conflicts. This looks like the X-Files version, rip-off version of that. Do you think that would work? I think it can work. It's all good. And, uh the writing you know if they if they writing a team i'm not burger and archer type writing team maybe i think it could work i'm excited about that i was literally counting down between my sentence it is exactly five seconds delay it's fucking ridiculous but i'm gonna put this up anyway because my audience so this is gonna be great my audience has learned to expect shit quality with me and this is the shittiest of quality so this will be a great episode i am going to put this up i swear it'll be up tonight only the only the worst for your audience exactly that's what if it was if it sounded pristine and beautiful they would think that it's uh my brother's making the podcast it's not really me so i gotta give them what they expect all right so now we're going to discuss a movie which is going to go really well with this delay uh, I, Chase and I, uh, <laughs> Chase and I are both, <laughs> Chase and I are both really big fans of Charlie Kaufman, and he had a new movie come out straight to Netflix called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Uh, I'm going to read you the, uh, the synopsis of IMDb for this movie. Okay, so full of misgivings, a young woman travels with her new boyfriend to his parents' secluded farm. Upon arriving, she comes to question everything she thought she knew about him and herself. Uh, it's directed by Charlie Kaufman. It was adapted by Charlie Kaufman based on the book by Ian Reid. Uh, I read the book uh, a few years before this came out, so I didn't even know this was going to be a movie when I read it. Uh, so I have certain take coming into this. Uh, Chase, I'm assuming you have not read this. What did you think of I'm Thinking of Ending Things? Uh, um... Well, okay, first of all, I, I want to know uh, how much are we okay with spoilers? Because I feel like I can't really talk about this particular movie without spoilers. Okay, if people, if you are worried about spoilers, uh, maybe turn this off. Maybe go back and see what our opinions are after you've seen the movie, see if you agree. Because, yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is a very, it's a very weird movie, and there's so many fucking twists or whatnot in there and confusion. That, yeah, I'll say it's is hard to talk about without that. So go ahead. Spoil away. I 
feel like this is a movie, and again, I love Charlie Kaufman, but I feel like this was a a artsy movie for the sake of being artsy. I feel like it was one of those where uh, people will really, you know, what it all means so that they can be informed and feel like they can uh, explain to the peons below them what this movie was actually about. It just felt like one of those movies to me. Um, I, I, it was, it was a bit confusing, but there were things that I, that were confusing that I felt for no reason. Like the, at the beginning of the movie for the first portion of the movie, I felt that the movie was mainly though it was about a couple. It seemed like it was focusing on the female, you know, like, uh, you know, it's kind of, she was going to visit his family and there was a, por- uh, a point where everybody disappeared out of the room and she was looking for them. Like, it, it seemed yeah. like it was from her perspective. Yes. And, and then actually, by the end of the movie, she was completely out of the fucking picture. Yeah, and the, then you realize the, God, the goddamn movie's about him. The book is written from a first-person point of view, from her point of view, even with a similar twist. Okay, was it weird in the book? Here's what I'm going to say uh, from, uh, from the point of view of having read the book. So the book's... I'm going to spoil the book's ending for you because it's different than this one. So in the book, every uh, chapter is ended with these like two cops okay. talking to each other uh, around a crime scene. And the book's plot, if you read the back cover of the book, it's basically this woman is taking, going on a trip with her boyfriend and he takes her to this abandoned school and then someone's trying to murder them. That's the synopsis of the book. And so it's written as a horror thing. And so then you find, <laughs> and then you find out, like the okay. parents think everything like that happens, but you find out in the end, He's a janitor uh, that he, he's trying to kill uh, different aspects of himself. And the police are talking about the crime scene, which you're led to believe it's him murdering other people. It's really the janitor had killed himself. And that's what I'm thinking of any things meant to things. You think it's about ending a relationship, but it's really about ending his life. The movie didn't fucking do that. <laughs> and here's the thing. Yeah, I, not at all. <laughs> I hated the ending of the book because I didn't think they led up to it well. But watching this movie was so frustrating, the ending of this movie for me, because I actually thought they led up to it better. Like the, the, the weird personalities, quirks, the growing older, growing younger, uh, her recognizing herself uh, in the picture and then turning out to be her, her boyfriend. It always, like there were so many hints about the ending of the book that I was excited because I thought they were going to fix it. And then they gave a shitty ending that's like, I don't know what the fuck happened. It didn't really have an ending. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it didn't have an ending, and what ending it was was weird. Like, you know, so he starts giving that speech at the end, and I'm going, "This sounds really familiar," <laughs> you know. <laughs> it could be weird. I think is the best way to describe it. You know, I'm weird, but that doesn't mean that there shouldn't be a point to the weirdness. I will say the performances were fantastic, especially of the parents. I was, I loved. David Dwellis as dad. I thought uh, Tony Collette was fantastic as a mother. Uh, there's there's a very big sense of unease about it, and so, some of those scenes were brilliant, but it just didn't come together as a cohesive movie. No, yeah, I, you were completely right, and I think I didn't know anything this film. So as I'm watching it for the first half of it, I'm like, this is going to be a horror movie, isn't it? Because it just had that that feel to it, and uh, of course, it didn't end up being that. 
which was just so weird to me because the reason I bought the book is I love reading horror books. And so my wife and I, every once in a while, we'll give ourselves assignments. We'll like, we'll read the same book and we'll read like, we'll give us up. We got to read like three chapters in one week and then we're going to discuss it kind of thing. And that's what we did with this book. And we were just, it's a perfect discussion book because it's so fucking weird, but it had a point to it. <laughs> it's, it was fun to discuss. This one, we both watched it together and like, yeah. I don't get it. That's our discussion. Yeah, and the only, and it's not even a positive, but I guess it's a positive for people to watch this, is that I almost want to encourage people around me to watch it so that we can discuss how fucking stupid it was. <laughs> I still think it's worth watching one time because of the performances and because I like the weird style of it, but it's not a good movie. No, I, I completely agree. The uh, the acting was was phenomenal. I thought the only thing that I thought was humorous throughout is is uh, I can't remember the what the actor's name is who played the the main guy in it, but uh, uh, Jesse Plemons. He, yeah, it just felt like a part that Philip Seymour Hoffman should have played if he was alive. He is. He I think he, he even kind of looks like he's trying to be the next. Yeah, uh, and he's a great actor. I I've never seen him in anything where I have not liked his performance. Uh, so I'm glad he's getting these kind of roles. Uh, the woman role was originally going to be Brie Larson, which would have been great for me as a United States Atara fan because her mom was Tony Collette. Her and there would have been a nice reunion, but she that fell apart. Uh, but yeah, everyone was was fantastic. There's so many scenes in there, like like uh, like the scene where they go to the the basically a Dairy Queen that made me excited for the ending because I knew it was coming. Because you know you see the popular girls. Uh, laughing at, at them and you don't know why and then the, the nicer girl with the with the yeah. scars and stuff and you go like you don't know why but I, I'd read the books so I was like okay they're seeing the janitor there so they're laughing at the janitor and that's the one girl that's like nice to him because he because she's an outcast so they care about each other because they're both outcasts I was like oh this is so cool because I'm seeing beyond what they're doing but then like it didn't again it didn't fucking mean anything they gave, they gave you all yeah. 90% of this movie is accurate to the book it's just when you get to the school where it all just goes fucking off the wall. Well, thanks, Charlie Kaufman, you bastard. Uh, he's still so good, though. I, I forgive him for this. No, he is. He is. All right, so uh, let's rate this out of uh, five personalities. Uh, so out of five personalities, how many do you give this? it that much because the acting was fucking good okay you cut off i heard only heard the acting was fucking good did you actually rate it yeah did you hear me i said all i heard was the acting was fucking good i didn't hear the rating oh <laughs> i said i'll give it i'll give it three personalities that only that many be Oh god, are you still even there? <laughs> it just went quiet. Okay. I'm here. Okay, cool. Alright, so that I'm gonna give this uh I'm also gonna give this three out of five personalities. This is gonna be such a great podcast. This is going up. Uh because of only because of the acting. I think it's worth I think it's worth watching. Because not just the acting, the directing was really cool and interesting. It's just stupid. 
So you got that going for it. But yeah, agreed. Check it out. All right. So I thought because we saw this weird movie, which I knew was going to be weird, that uh, we could do our top three because I didn't want to get too long into these weird movies. I don't think people really like weird movies that much. But I thought we could do our top three weird movies that we would recommend. So uh, do you want to go first? Sure, I will go first. What's your number three? We'll, we'll f- jump back and forth. Are we, are, are we going to name? Okay. I'm not really sure if, if I have these in order, you know, but um, number three, I'll say Sorry to Bother You, which uh, oh, that should have been on my, completely threw me for a loop. But. That should have been on my list. That movie's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, so that one, yeah, that one, I they advertised it so much different than what it was. It just looked like a movie about a black guy trying to get a buy in a, in a white world, doing a white guy voice to sell shit, and then it goes off the walls from there. Yep. That's why I loved it. It's so good. And, uh, yeah, if you ever want to see a movie with horse people, and take that as you will, uh, definitely check it out. <laughs> All right. I started my number three just because I feel like this guy needs some credit where credit is due. Charlie Coffin movie had to make my list. Uh, so I chose Anomalisa. By the way, all my movies have weird sex stuff in it. Uh, this one's probably the most normal. Anomalisa is a movie about uh, where basically it's all puppets, but some uh, more realistic puppets than you would with like Team America. And it's basically this guy lives in this world where everybody look has the same face, has the same voice, uh, but they all they have different hair or stuff like that, and he's bored by life until he meets one woman who has a different voice and different face, and he has an affair with her, and then it just gets crazier from there. It's another one's once I'm not one hundred percent sure I get everything. It's Charlie Coffin, but it's fucking good. Yeah, I completely forgot about Ellie because the sex scene is so disturbing to me. It's they're but, uh, anatomically they're anatomically um, correct puppets. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is a good movie though. So I my number two is indeed another Charlie Kaufman movie, and I chose being John Malkovich because I like John Malkovich, and uh, that movie is fucking weird as shit. So okay, I saw that when I was when it first came out. I feel like I was probably too young for it because I hated that movie, and like I, I brought it into with like a. I was like, I heard such good things about this, so I got my dad to, to rent it. We all sat down and watched it, and they're like, after it was done, they were like, "You are not allowed to pick movies anymore." But I feel like I'd appreciate it now. <laughs> well, I mean, see, that's not for family movie night. It is a movie that you have to be prepared to watch a weird movie for. Yeah, it's definitely weird. All right. Um, do you want to explain what it is at all, or, or do you think people know what being John Malkovich is? I, I mean, <laughs> I at the end of the day, it's like basically there's a portal that leads into John Malkovich's mind, and people like can travel there and see what it's like to be John Malkovich for a while. And then there's a weird fucking time when John Malkovich goes into the fucking door. And that scarred me for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next one. Uh, I only have one English speaking movie in here. So if you like my choices, you have to read subtitles. 
So my second one, I chose one from director Yorgos Lanthimos, who is a guy who uh, who created uh, the lobster and hunting uh, uh, of a sacred deer, which those could have gone here too, but I want to pick something a little less known. And he is a Swedish director, and he made this movie called Dogtooth, and it is fucking bizarre. Basically, is about these parents are super protective of their children. And they don't want them leaving their property, which is a very isolated property. So they tell them there's scary stuff outside of the gates. And until you lose your dog teeth, which you won't lose because that's not a thing, uh, it is too dangerous. For, you're not mature enough to go out into the outside world. And you see three children, one boy and two girls, dealing with that reality. And the fucked up thing that happens when you're going through puberty or anything like that and you're not allowed to go in the outside world and how fucked up you are where... You don't know what a fucking dog is. Like, there's a time where somebody gets hit in the back of the head with a baseball bat, and the guy goes like, what happened? The girl goes like, dog hit you. So it's just, it's all over the place. It's bizarre. It's like Wes Anderson on crack. Like, if Wes Anderson was evil, it's a really good, just fucking bizarre movie. But, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. And, again, disgusting weird sex stuff. All right, Chase, what is your number? Sounds great to me. It's a great movie. They're okay, talking so about making this my as... number one... Sorry, really quick. Number one. Really quick. They're talking about making this as an American movie soon. It will not work as an American movie because we are too sensitive for shit like that. All right, sorry. Your number one? <laughs> my number one is going to be uh, a mother. And, and uh, that's, that's the, the movie that I've watched in the last few years, one of the only ones that I watched, that it finished, and I was like, wow, what the fuck did I just watch? But I loved it, you know? That is one of the um, most polarizing movies ever made. I think you and I are on the same page with that one. It's a brilliant know, and movie. At the end of the day, it's like a, it's like a, yeah, and I, I get why people might not like it. I mean, it is weird. It is uh, a bit disturbing, but. A lot of people don't like the, the day, eat. A lot of people don't like it's the eating of a baby. fascinating to watch, and it's basically, yeah, that, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that movie, and I uh, I had to see it twice because I walked in two minutes into the movie, and apparently you really need to see, like, the first 30 seconds to get everything, because uh, when I started the movie over the second time, I was like, oh, I get everything now. <laughs> All right, so uh, my number one, again, is another foreign film. It is called The Skin I Live In. It's a movie that stars Antonio Banderas, who I usually do not like, but in his own native tongue, or I assume it's his native tongue. I assume he speaks Spanish. Uh, he's really good. It's basically, it's a very fucked up movie. Uh, this guy's living in this house with this woman locked in a, with a, something covering her face and this weird skin suit, and she's locked in a room. You don't know who the woman is or what the fuck is going on. As the movie goes on, you jump back in time to get explanations about the past, how you got there, and then you move forward in time to show what happens later on with these characters. So it kind of jumps around time a lot. And the more you learn about these people and how they got into the situation and what happens after where you started off, the more fucked up it gets. It is not for everybody. It's a very intense, dark movie with some fucked up things that happen that many, I think, especially a lot of guys, will not be cool with. But it's a great movie. And again, weird sex well, stuff. Oh, well, 
That that just drew me in. <laughs> yeah, so I highly recommend Skin I Live In if you're not squeamish. And I say it's a, it's it's not like it's not like visually squeamish. It's like the ideas are so fucked up they will wig you out. I think a lot of people. All right, so uh, yeah, I think this has been our I'm really gonna, uh, check that out. Now. All right, this will this has been our really fucked up delayed podcast. If you have made it the entire way through, thank you so much for being a fan. If you quit a long time ago, I don't know why I'm talking to you right now because you're gone. Uh, Chase, thank you for doing this podcast. I really hope someday we can do it where it goes well because I've been doing a lot of these re- like recently through Zoom and I've had no problems. And then I have you on and everything's fucked. So hopefully someday we can do well, this well. We'll have to figure it out. I don't fucking know. I don't know how to figure it out. This is this works with everybody else. It's a you and me thing. Typical. All right. Well, thank you for doing the podcast. Check out the Absurd Podcast and Nightwatch Publishing. Uh, he's a great artist and a great uh, and a great writer. And you again, he has stupid views, but he says them in a funny way. So again, check out the Absurd Podcast. This has been Unlicensed Entertainment. Thank you for listening.